Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Fitness. I'm your host, Lang, and we have Darcy here as my co-host today. Actually, you're going to be a bit more of the host today because um, <laughs> we're going to talk about something you've been doing for the last three months, which is increasing your vertical jump. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. It's actually been the last yeah, last 12 months. So coming up on a year now. So it's been... <laughs> different i've gone from like heavy lifting and that and decided to go back to playing football and what i thought would help me most is being strong for my body weight while also being explosive like pretty explosive being able to jump as well so i've been doing a lot of research and then yeah just been working on it hard do you do many ply plyometric training do much plyometrics yeah i dabble in a bit of uh, plyometrics here and there like just doing your basic box jumps uh some jet jumps and I've uh, been doing some sprints. So, you know, a lot more speed stuff um, over the last few months, but not really trying to increase my vertical, but definitely something that I'd love to do and maybe even run faster. Yeah, that's they're definitely where it's, it's transferable. And the other thing as well is not only like forward and back is side to side movement as well as another one to look out for plyometrics. Um, but I guess we, I guess we better dive into it. Let's let's have a bit of a look at um, some some jumps, and what we really think would be like the best thing to look at in terms of increasing our jumps. Well, what is what is a uh, plyometrics first? Uh, it's pretty much being able to produce a lot of force in a little amount of time, and generally that, um, yeah, a lot of force quickly. How would you describe yeah. it? Same, but a lot of people associate with like just jumping exercise. It is, and I, I think just jumping is all right, but there's probably better things that you can be doing to help as well. So when it comes to jumping, the one of the first things I did 12 months ago is I transformed from a one-foot jumper, so j primarily jumping off a single leg, um, to a two-foot jumper. And it there's a bit of a technique behind it. So the mechanics of how you jump single leg and double leg differs um, quite a bit as well. So getting those right in the early stages while you build a bit of a base is really important and can go a long way to increasing your vertical jump. Have you done much work on your... You've been doing a few sprints, haven't you? Yeah, I've been doing a few sprints. Like I can really notice I can plant power down onto the ground. So you feel faster. I don't know if I'm any faster. <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely fitter because, uh, as you said, plyometrics is a very uh, – it's it's a training that uh, you can produce as much force as you can in a short amount of time and that usually increases your uh, metabolic rate. So everything to do with you know breathing, consuming energy, that goes up really rapidly in my experience. And it's generally – it's not a – plyometrics isn't a hard thing it's very intense for a short period as well so it's something where if you're used to lifting a lot of heavy weights where you feel quite worn out afterwards plyometrics generally you feel pretty fresh but it's your force production which goes down and it's something which unless you're measuring how high you're jumping or how fast you're moving um that's hard to see as well um let's let's start with with single leg jumps because single leg jumps and double leg jumps differ quite a bit um, single leg jumps, the main thing, so you're running up, jumping off one leg, speed is really important with this. They're really important with both, but with single leg jumps, the faster that you run in and the better that you can swing your knee up as you go, the higher you're going to jump as well. So it's all about not losing force, building up a lot of speed, 
and getting a nice knee swing on the way up as well. So the faster you can go, the higher you can jump with that kind of stuff. Um, which which yeah, so is more like creating a bit of momentum. It is. It's all about momentum. They're both all about momentum, but with single leg jumps, because you're you can sprint and jump straight away, you don't lose any momentum on the way up, and that's the difference between single leg jumps and double leg jumps. So it's going to be higher. Um, for me, double leg. Um, uh, yeah. But there's a trick to it, so it's going to be a bit hard to explain while not demonstrating, but we'll put up some videos up later on that as well. With our double leg jumps to create momentum, like if you're running straight on and you want to jump off two feet, you're going to slow down before you jump. So you're losing all the momentum that you have to start off with. Instead, with a double leg jump, what you do, um, and basketball is a great sport um, to sort of explain it, you start 45 degrees at the top of the three-point line and you curl in. That's sort of that distance we want there. So it's all about the last two steps. But if you curl instead of running and and jumping straight on, you won't lose momentum. If anything, you can speed up around the curve. But um, the complex part is if you curve too tight, you'll lose momentum. If you curve too loose, you won't get enough. So it's all about getting a nice curve on the way in. And the most important thing is, well, one of the most important things is what you get with the last two steps. So they're not even steps. What you'll have is you generally, on that curve, you'll push off second to last step. They're called penultimate steps. You'll push off your second to last step and it'll be a big step and then you sort of meet it with the other foot in front, but you meet it and you, you'll like stomp your way up. So it means that you can continue to speed up with this step rather than slowing down and taking off. So it sounds pretty complicated and the best way to improve quickly at it is to break it down. So it starts all the way from the four aspects of a, a normal jump, which is your arm swing, your arm swing with your drop on the way down, something forgotten about a bit is attacking the floor because that's where you can gain a lot of momentum. Um, then your third mechanic is arm swing with drop and all the way up into your toes. So you're getting a nice triple extension and we want to really maintain our, our speed throughout this. So we're not sort of going fast and then slow on the way back up. And then the last one is a full jump. So that's where we start with stationary from there. So that's sort of maybe first session that you're looking at or first couple of weeks, we start to add the step in as well. So stationary jump compared to jump with a step is you lose that down phase. And that down phase is in the jump with a step is your step forward because your hips will drop with that as well. So you don't need to worry about dropping your torso or anything like that as you step. You can generally stay quite vertical, but you need to make sure that the arm swing, instead of it going down with the down phase, it goes down with that second to last big step. So if I'm losing you there, let me know because there's a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I, I'm kind of visualizing it so I, I understand what you mean. So that double leg jump is not a squat where you squat into a jump. It, it's when you, when you run up, it's, run. Mm-hmm. when you run up, it's not. Yeah. And on the stationary, it's more of a hip hinge as well because you can tension your hamstrings. They've got that elastic potential that if you really push into it, it'll help you spring back up as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm visualizing. So that step forward into the two feet is carrying that momentum from your run all the way up um, by your hip hinge. It is. And it's more so with, with the stationary is a hip hinge. 
with the run, your your torso is still vertical and it's more of a drop with that. So we by splitting it up, so you've got your mechanics and then you'll do front on. The next thing you do, so the front on, you'll, you'll start and you won't do it with the run up. You'll just do the last two steps. So it'll be like left, right, up. That's That'll be the things that we, we kind of do, both sides as well. And then from there, so you don't you get rid of the run up to start off with. You go from stationary to just front on, um, two steps, and then you add a curve as well. So it's sort of in terms of curve, it's it's not a it's not a sharp angle. You're sort of curving at oh, a little like bit a of an angle, a semicircle. It is. It's a it's a maybe like a quarter circle. Quarter, yeah, quarter circle. So you're not getting that full curve around. But it's a, a slow semicircle that you're getting there, in terms yeah, of it. It's like a quarter of a circle. Yeah, yeah quarter, right. quarter of a circle. So that that's the curve that you want with the last two steps, and that's the direction you're traveling. So you'll get step in front, and rather it being your feet are sort of about the same spot, you'll have your outside foot you push off, big step, and the other foot will meet it in front. And it's it's hard to visualize until you see it as well. So it's really good to just look at some footwork, like a little bit slower. And then you'll be able to see that. And then from there, what we do is we add a run-up as well. So pretty much you just start slow, get your footwork and your arm swings right. And then from there, you speed it up. So there's a bit to it and it takes a while. I've been working on mine for a year now. So I think sort of the first month, it was just the mechanics and you you drill them to like, you just do them every day. Not every day, but like every time you train. And it gets real boring, but once it gets boring, you're good at it. So that that's the whole thing. It's just repetition, and then um, yeah, repetition is the mother of all skills. It is, and you don't have to do these things very hard. Like they're not high intensity things. Yes, you don't want to go fast once you get used to them, but it's a lot of it's timing to start off with yeah. when it comes to jump. So, that, just, um, develop. It's mainly developing a new skill. It is a hundred percent, and what you'll find is when people haven't done this stuff before, it actually put their jump lower for a couple of weeks, but long-term, the, the benefits are, are huge. So I, I think uh, when I started, I used to be do quite a bit of jumping when I was younger, um, say four or five years ago, but I sort of stopped for a bit. Like I haven't played footy for for 12 months. When I did the year before, I was a bit heavy in that as well. Um, so when you're going back to it, I did have my improvement was, was quite quick, but I went from not being able to dunk at all um, to within six months, I could dunk off all four plants. So that's double leg, left, right, double leg, right, left, um, single yep. leg, right, and single leg, left. And I, I found that the single leg, non-dominant, I was actually single leg, dominant leg, but it's not my leg, which is as strong, is the hardest one to get in terms of yep. vertical jump. But you got all four. All four. Yeah, the jumping off my and, left foot um, looks a bit rubbish. Eh? Was there any other additional training besides just practicing the jump or yes you know is there any supplement weight training the the weight training is important and the, the part of the important part as well you work from isometric so slow up to quick so it's the same stuff as a rehab um principles um but you're you're also working from double leg to single leg as well so it's all about not losing force and then once you're able to like maintain the force it's about getting stronger and being able to produce that force quickly. Yeah. So there's a bit of a practice element and then there's a bit of an element of just getting yourself stronger. 
It is. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to get yourself stronger. Got to be able to when you're jumping, say if you're you're planting your feet nice and fast, but your hips are dropping too much, or or you're not able to, like you're losing force side to side, it just takes it out of your jump completely. So that's really important in terms of that. Jumping right, not losing force, and being able to pre- then the last sort of bits just being able to produce force quickly. Yeah. So in in terms of um, you know working on your jump, are there any other applications? towards uh, biometrics besides basketball? Um, well, it's it's all around, like sports, volleyball, um, footy. In terms of my lateral movement and ability to, to run quickly, sprinting's really, um, oh, I've forgotten the word, transferable to, to jumping, and jumping oh, yeah. is reasonably transferable to, to sprinting as well. So it's all the same muscles, um, different percentages of each one that are working, but... With that is not only have I seen my vertical jump go up heaps, my lateral movement, and I'm six foot four, and a lot of six foot four guys are relatively slow side to side, and I, I would say I definitely have been from time to time, but it was a lot better um, lateral movement well, and sprinting as well. We should have a race. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, there's there's been a lot to it, and. It's hard to piece it together, but it's the same as everything else. The more simple you keep it, the the better it's going to be and the easier it's going to be to transfer. So um, each month I'd progress. So I have four-way training blocks. Um, I'd really sort of double down on the like mechanics for the first month. Uh, I think I still was doing them for the second month, but starting to add some of the, um, the step into them as well. Um, and the yeah. more that... I've got used to them, the more you add to the jump. Because if you try and work on it, like just little parts while still doing the full jump at full speed, it's really hard. Like you, you're going to take yeah. a lot longer and you're probably not going to, well, you won't get anyone near as far with it. Well, I like the fact that you said uh, it's very transferable to running. And a lot of people do run. Um, you would see possibly your times increase if you're just, you know, uh, adding some biometric jumps into your training. Um do you reckon people who are more into their strength training or just endurance training can benefit from plyometrics? Yeah, but if you haven't done too many of them, don't do a lot. Like, don't do them like five days a week. Start start one to two days a week, and don't do much either. Um, and then then just build them up from there. So, the strength is transferable right. to the plyometrics to a point, like being able to jump high. But when you get into your heavy lifting, say squats and deadlifts. By the time you've got, I don't know, what, a fair bit of weight on the bar, you'll end up just moving slower. You can produce more force, but the force is too slow to be transferable to, to the jumps. That's yep. that's the difference with right. that. How about vice versa? Can plyometrics help you lift heavier? I, I want to say it depends how strong you are, but yes, if you use the right ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, here's a scenario. Um, recreational athlete uh, hasn't really tried plyometrics, does strength training, a bit of running, but um, they want to dabble in a, a bit of plyometrics uh, for some recreational sport. Okay, so what would be a good place to start in terms of exercises? And obviously, you, ju- you just address frequency there, so about once a week at the moment, but what would be some good beginner exercises just to increase the vertical? Jump mechanics, just jump mechanics on the spot. And because they're not high intensity, I'd say three sets of five 
Um, so it'll only end up being 15 jumps each session. You probably start with twice a week with that. That's where I'd start. Uh, are you jumping as high as you can? Um, for the first week, don't jump as high as you can. Focus on landing soft. That's the one thing I didn't talk about actually. Being able to absorb force before you jump, but also on your landing in that as well. Before you jump high, you want to be able to land well. And what that yeah. is about is when you hit the ground, try if you're landing on one leg, try to get that second leg down as quickly as possible. Or if you're landing on two, it's just that little bend once you hit. And to start off with, when you hit, just focusing on bending a bit. And as you get better at it, instead of maybe dropping like 15, 20 centimeters, you only need to sort of drop two, three centimeters. And you can go off how much sound it makes when you hit the ground. If you sound like an elephant, it's too loud. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's great innovation, like, uh, especially when you're new to something that isn't uh, really advertised in mainstream fitness. Like, you don't really talk about plyometrics too much, and you always talk about getting stronger the weights. So, a lot of people play sport, and a lot of sports require explosive energy. So, starting off with three sets of five. 15 jumps so it could be on the spot right or it could be aimed at a certain marker that you put down or so on on the spot do like five arm swings i'll I'll put a video up i've got it up on my page at the minute but i'll I'll repost it you've got arm swings arm swings and drop um so you're dropping at your hips as well as just swing your arms down (laughs) and then you've got (laughs) arm swings drop and then up onto your toes so your feet shouldn't be leaving the ground with these ones um, yeah. and then oh, yeah. the last one is five full jumps. Don't jump as high as you can. So sort of get used to jumping, just cruise through it, but land well for the first, first couple of weeks. That's, that's what I'd start with. Um, and if you are getting sore joints, do some isometrics as well. So wall sits, yeah. um, holds up on your toes with your heels squeezed together. So it help, help with your ankles. So that, that's where I'd start off with while you get your strength up and if, like while we're getting that up, we start to add the other stuff in once you're like seamless. You want it to just be something you're used to before you move on to the next one with that. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a great plan. All right, final question. Uh, um, for those who are wondering, would you put plyometrics in there in a normal gym program? Just say, if I'm just going to the gym. Would I put plyometrics in there for the sake of it? It depends what you want to get out of it, but yeah, every like in terms of the people that I put it in for, every one under eighteen who comes to see me have got them in. Even when they're injured, I'll start them off really slow on the mechanics. Um, and then if you're playing sport, I'd say yes, definitely. Well, yeah. I, I think this is how I look at it. I think you should be able to do a jump as a human. So yeah. even just uh, dabbling in uh, a couple of plyometric sessions or adding in a little bit every now and then is not going to hurt, right? So you can be as strong as anything, but if you can't move like a basic human being, which is running, jumping, and all those kind of little athletic things, yeah, you're, you're n- not, not a balanced athlete. Yeah, well well put. I think, I think that's really good. Um, yeah, running and jumping, like today, for example, I saw someone um, who'd been having back pain, knee pain, just didn't, never wanted to run. I'd been seeing him for seven weeks um, and then I didn't tell him before today, but we weren't running for the first time in 
in 30 years today and I've been seeing him for six, seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to be able to do. I mean, that's that's a big achievement that in its own of like yeah. a few weeks work, but it's something that you don't have to do it, but it's nice to be able to do it if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, well put. All right. Um, that kind of sums up quickly uh, on a lot of how – uh, two-step jumps up and then also where to start um, but we have a listener's question you ready for this yeah all right listener's question i've got here from tom from heidelberg so our podcast is spread you know a bit northern northern suburbs Jeez, uh, tom has a question up the ladder <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. spreading spreading like a virus right <laughs> <laughs> And um, he wants to know whether running up hills, like stairs, up a hill, is going to be more harder than an all-out sprint on the track. So, like a hundred-meter dash, what's harder? Um, if same same distance, I want to say hills, but I reckon there's nothing nothing harder than an all-out four hundred-meter sprint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel a bit sick thinking about it. No. What, what do you reckon? Okay, how about all out 400 meter sprint or all out 200 meter 15 degree stair climb sprint i'm taking the stair climb i'll take the stair climb any day over over the 400 meter sprint you take that <laughs> 200 <laughs> meters of stair climbing that's a lot of stairs what would you take yeah. <laughs> i'd probably take the stairs too to be honest <laughs> The distance is tough. Okay. All right, Tom. Uh, looks like if you want your, your workout to be harder, just run 400 meters all out. <laughs> uh, that's it from all us right. today, guys. Um, my Instagram's Darcy Smith EP, and yours is underscore Lanesway. So we'll catch you guys next week. Um, but happy jumping. <laughs>